Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Catholic Talk Show. We got Ryan Shiel and Father Rich. Yes. A very happy Father oh, Rich. Oh, buddy, I'm having a great got a drink. celebratory time. You got a drink today. We all have drinks today. That's right. Ryan, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Another beautiful day. That's right. Another Feeling beautiful great. day. From the Feeling cast great. studios in Hollywood, yeah. California. Beautiful weather, beautiful view. Yeah, absolutely. We say that every view. time because the weather just doesn't change here. It doesn't. No. It, it stays the, the same. same. Yeah. Southern California. The weather changes less than Father Rich changes his uh, clerical clothes. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot of wardrobe. And you guys have a lot more. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, we can't get by with wearing the same same thing every episode. For yeah. those of you who just listen in, you really haven't seen the beautiful array of flannel from our dear brother, Ryan Scheel. Yeah. So you've got to, if you're only listening in, you've got to look at our YouTube yeah. channels. You've got to see our video. He flannels up. He flannels up. And yeah. I mean, it's pretty legit. Yeah, I'm like yeah. the Catholic... You know, version of Rory Gallagher, who was Catholic, but I, anyway. Famous, famous guitar player. Famous guitar player, very yeah. well known for his use of flannel shirts back in the 70s. Yeah. So good, man. It's my favorite a la guitar player. Roy. Do you think I would be able to get away with a flannel on top of the clerics? Or, I mean, that'd look kind of Pearl Jammy and be pretty. It, yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Ryan? Today, uh, obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube or any other video source, you will see that we have some scotch here. Looks like somebody's been drinking out of it um, and some beer. And so today we're talking about, I guess, the Catholic, the contribution that, that Catholicism has, has made to alcohol, alcoholic beverages, adult beverages. In moderation, mind you. That's right. And our relationship and the Catholic relationship with alcohol and and its consumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a good show. I mean, and I mean, here we go. Cheers. Cheers to a great show. Cheers. Before we start, why don't we, uh, there's a Catholic blessing for beer, right? Is it for beer or is it? It's for beer. It's, it's for, for beer. beer. So, and and Father Rich is going to try to say it in Latin. And it's been a Latin very long time. I mean, it's been since what? I guess that's probably. Five, I think it's five minutes ago. Five minutes we ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you well, guys were just trashing my Latin. I think it's better that you do it now before the uh, alcohol. That's kicks probably in. true. That's right. a very yeah. true. Okay. So let's pray. Let's pray. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Adjutorium nostrum in nomine Domini. All right, this is where <laughs> I chant. So you're not even going to try. I don't this have guy a, hasn't even been to the seminary, and he's at least. Excuse me. I don't I don't have it, the interwebs in front of me right It's here. on the computer okay, right fine. here, Ryan. Here okay, all right. Here, here, here we go. go. Here we go. Jeez, okay. Now, you got to remember, this is years ago so that I did Latin. So just yeah. bear with me. And I didn't, go to sem- for, I didn't go to seminary and say, he fell out. I don't, so. know, I don't know Latin and you're bad at you, it. <laughs> <laughs> right into it. Adjutorium nostrum in nomine domini. Qui Dominus Et cum spirito tuo. Oremus. Now I'm going to recite. All right. Thank you. Benedict Domine, Creatorum, Istam, Servicie, Quam ex adipe frumenti, producere dignatus es, ut sit remedium salutari humano generi, et presta per invocationem nos nominis tui sancti, ut quicumque ex ea biberint sanitatem corporis et anime tutelam precipitum. Per Christum Dominum Nostrum. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you. That's that that pretty good. Was that okay? That was okay. It was okay. Any of you, <laughs> anybody listening or watching who knows Latin, feel free to absolutely yeah. go Luke Savage right now. Dude, I yeah. had this guy, man. He was such shame a Shame him mind. in the com box. <laughs> That's just absolutely <laughs> shame him college in with. Latin. Luke, just shame me, dude. All, all of you Latin scholars. It's all, all right. Good. So this just is blessed it. beer, right? Yeah. So it's blessed beer. So nice. Salute. All I've right. So salve. Yeah. So do you want to say what we said in English, though? Absolutely. Look, look, I see ceviche. It's not ceviche. Ceviche. It's, it's like cervejas. Now we're getting well, hungry. They, you know, it is in the Spanish evening. root. Well, no, yeah. it's an actually Spanish is a romance language, and it comes from Latin. Right, And I that's know. the word for grain, because that's the f- bread is the fruit of the grain. Ryan, you need to get with the times. Okay? Yes. So why don't you tell you, say what that prayer was in English? This is beautiful, because... Bishops say this before a solemn blessing at the end of Mass. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made Made heaven heaven and and earth. earth. The Lord be with you and with with your spirit. spirit. So let us pray. Lord, bless this creature, beer, which by your kindness and power has been produced from kernels of grain. And let it be a healthful drink for mankind. Grant that whoever drinks it with thanksgiving to your holy name, may find it a help in body and soul through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's a beautiful prayer. You didn't sprinkle it with holy water, though. I know. I, maybe well, I should. Don't get worry some, about okay. it. We'll do, we'll it do that time. in another episode. That's right. You can come over Part and bless two. our kegs. Part two. I like doing these. We have a few cocktails yeah, here. Yeah, this is great. That's right. So where, where's, where's that prayer from? So this prayer is from the Rituale Romanum. Which is so it is it is the ritual of Rome. So it is the it is prayers that obviously precede the vernacular that we have in English. So these prayers have been around for quite a while because alcohol has been around for quite a while, and many of the monks, many of the priests throughout history who oh, yeah. were living in the caves and the caves. all of the caves and the monasteries around the world. They started to practice these wonderful ways of fermenting and all these mm. different things. So to Ryan craft. Shield to craft that absolute yeah. goodness that we, you know, partake in. And it's coming moderately. back. It's coming back. The crafting of alcohol is coming back. Oh, yeah, dude. Right? Like the the gin and, and, and there are people, it's not mass production anymore. It's like it's appreciating it. And it's right. and it's an expression of the art form. Right. So I, I went to school with this guy, Eric Lamus. He's killing it right now. He's got a microbrewery in in Atlanta, and he is just making all these amazing beers. And we had a, a big celebration for one of my best friends growing up, Lake Wall, in his in his uh, wedding ceremony, wedding celebration in North Carolina. And he basically provided all the beers for us, and he was able to share his trade. His art, nice, and it truly marked the whole celebration. He's proud of it. He even brought hats and T-shirts and everything. It was it was awesome. You know, I think something that's pretty interesting is just how much of the Bible, both Old and New Testament, um, you know, how often wine or beer or or you know whatever is mentioned, and then you know beyond that, going into the apostolic age and into the you know to the life of the church, how, how about much- the altar? How you much? Know, how wine. much wine and how much alcohol really does play a role in our lives, and how its proper use is something that brings great joy, and its improper use has brought great destruction. Yeah. And, and finding the balance between it and that the Catholic, kind of the Catholic ethos, you know, towards alcohol, how it's really among the world's religions, probably the most healthy balance of how to treat alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that will be fun to explore on the show today. And yeah. when we find it in moderation, and in a communal respect. 
man, does it just catalyze just a yeah. beautiful experience. Of Especially for like outgoing people like us, oh, you yeah. know, you have a few drinks and it's just, you know, it's just beautiful community. You know? Maybe you, Ryan. I'm more of an introvert. <laughs> he drinks alone. <laughs> I drink alone. He's like George Thurgood. But just my buddy, <laughs> Father Jack. <laughs> What's that guy's last name? I don't know. It's, it's, it's Father, Father Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I guy. I hung out with that guy one night. Yeah, I went to seminary with him. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan so now the truth comes out. Ryan no. Shield actually went <laughs> no. to seminary. It was a self-constructed seminary. It was a seminary. self-constructed yeah. seminary. It was a seed bed because that's what seminary is. It's seminary. not formally yeah. recognized by any Catholic church. But no, it was the seminary of Our Lady of Empty Bottles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about some of this stuff because, you know, so, I mean, like not just the convergence of the craft stuff and yeah. like the art form of it, which people are very proud about. But it's also the history. The history of it. The history of it is amazing. And Ryan Scheel is, is one of the most impressive historians that I know. Yeah. Because it's just, he really can. He's a renaissance oh, man. Oh, dude, he's a renaissance man. Yeah. He's like a magnet. Yeah. Of, I like to view oh. myself as a warrior poet. Okay, warrior yeah. poet. That's okay, right. well, we'll call you we'll the warrior We'll call you warrior poet. Only no. on the show. After That's the right. show, we might call you We'll just call you Ryan. That's fine. Just Ryan. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that I think is always interesting is to consider how how the first person actually discovered alcohol, you know, and how, you know, alcohol even got its inception as, a, as an invention. And a lot of- it's kind of complex. Right. And a lot of historians will say that likely the original and the, or the inception of alcoholic beverages either came from stores of grape juice fermenting from wild yeast in the Greeks. air. No, this would have been before, before the Greeks. That. This would have been, you know, before the Akkadians, yeah. before the Egyptians. Gotcha. Um, that it was either from- stores of grape juice fermenting from wild yeast or grain storages being flooded and the wild yeast then creating the, fer the fermentation and then people, you know, consuming those and finding that it had a, you know. Sweetness to it. A, a good effect. And a benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, effect. yeah. and so that they probably discovered it um, by accident and enjoyed what they found and then started doing it purposefully. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind I, of picturing I right that. now. You know, I Ryan. that. I love when you act like a caveman. So I could just picture you as a caveman discovering. Wait, am I? Have I acted like a caveman, or are you picturing me as a caveman? Because these are two very different things. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I've to, seen you as these people act listening. Like a caveman. They they're owed that. And I think because there are viewers, not only listeners, <laughs> I think you should offer a little caveman, Ryan Delacross, discovering. Drink. So, you know, you know, out of the primordial case from which Ryan Delacross <laughs> crawled with his empty bottles. <laughs> The production. At of least alcohol. I didn't go to the seminary of empty bottles. <laughs> yeah, Our Lady of Empty Bottles. No, Jeez. so you know from there, you know the production of alcohol. There's um, you know archaeological evidence of, of of its you know production for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Um, there's records of the Egyptians paying the workers of you know on their great building projects in beer. Yeah. Um, there's there's they, a, we still do that today. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Yeah, when someone helps me move, I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, come up Here's and help me. I got a case Sick. of beer. They throw a pizza in there. Yeah. Oh, you just said a six pack. Well, it depends on what they're moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I could do I'm your, not coming over your place to help you move. If you're gonna help me move a couch out of the house, do you want 12 beers, Pat? No, come on, man. Get out of here. Diastasis priest, man. I'll tell Generosity, you. <laughs> dude. It'd be generous. Very solicitous. <laughs> you know, there's this one beer I had. Um, they had actually found um a, a, an old uh, amphora of beer and they were able to do a uh, chemical analysis of the of the beer and found basically were able to recreate the element it's called a uh, king midas beer can't oh, remember wow. who's makes it but it's you know essentially a six thousand year old beer recipe and it's actually really oh, good that's dogfish head. dogfish yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's midas kind of like touch. yeah it's kind of like a honey mead type yeah beer. very good very oh, good. The mead. Honey. Give me the mead. Honey mead. Honey mead. So, you know, alcohol really has, you know, kind of evolved. Made, evolved and made from the uh, uh, we're now we're now getting into phase Delicious. two of That's right. the history. So you so know, mead though, isn't mead that all of the meads are made out of honey, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just Yeah, it's a it's a fermented uh, grape and honey, and honey drink. Okay. Basically, the, the the honey gives the um, sweetness to the bitter. Well, no, it, right? it gives the um, it gives extra fermentation to the to the yeast to the sugars to be able to create the fermentation process. Mm. But anyway, you know, really beyond you know, for all of history, human beings have been consuming alcohol, and that there's no difference in the Bible. You see dozens and dozens of examples of alcohol being used or or enjoyed. I mean, consumed, right? Mm. Yeah, from Noah getting drunk and his what son about, singing, you know, yeah, passed the wedding out. of Cana. The I wedding mean, that's that's beautiful. I, you know, the very first miracle of our Lord was over wine, mm -hmm. turning water into wine. That's right. And even in the Old Testament, and the first example of Our Lady's intercession to our Lord. Yeah, and yeah. when you when you think of festivity and the reason why we would celebrate, you know, right now we are, you know, we're celebrating in a way us coming together and doing this pilot ministry of podcasting for the sake of you guys who are our listeners and opening up the scriptures, opening up our tradition, our history, and just opening up ourselves, you know? And, and in a way, we're just kind of celebrating the completion of shooting out this first series. And this is our last episode, you know? And, and this yeah. is a celebration that we want you to participate in. And you know, yeah. So if you're out there we listening, told them to grab a drink before we started. Uh, we're bad but they guests. may be listening to it in the morning, so maybe when you get home, all right. Remember, it's on demand. Moderation. That's right. Prudence. You can go to CatholicTalkShow.com when you got a chance and you got a drink in your hand to listen to this episode. If you want to pause it now, yeah. <laughs> if you like to drink alone, <laughs> like me, I'm drinking alone introvert. with the podcast. I, I really do think it's safe to say that Catholicism maybe has the. Uh, healthiest relationship and the most respect and, and um, admiration and the proper usage built into it of all the world's religions. You know, it's it, we're not excessively puritanical um, with alcohol where you have examples like, you know, I think the Methodists, they developed uh, Dr. Welsh's unfermented grape juice or non-alcoholic fermented grape juice for communion. No, I, thanks. In the past, Right, sorry, Methodists, but that's not where the, that's not where it's Nothing at. Nothing but love. Yeah. No, but, I mean, yeah, but no. And then you also have, you know, you know, cultists or some of the, you know, like the Thracians or the Dionysians who would use the what? Thracians. Thracians. These are Greek. Dionysians. Yeah, they would use alcohol to get into a state of frenzy and uh, 
you know, Bacchanalia or the Dionysian festivals where they'd use alcohol as a sort as a form of mysticism. And that's that's too far in the other direction. Right. And I think you know, Catholicism really gets to the middle of it that says this is the proper use, the proper respect, and the proper celebration of the good gifts that God has brought to the world. Right. It is that via media. We have to find that middle ground of virtue. But it has to be met by moderation and prudence. And anything good can be misused and abused. Right. And so many of us, I'm sure you guys have stories as well as I do, from the time I was a child, my, my freshman year, one of the guys that I looked up to died in a car accident and a drinking driving accident. Oh. And By the way, we're taking Uber home from the studio in case yeah. anyone's wondering. <laughs> so, we're you know, it's, it's all about <laughs> being prudent and it's you know and and being wise in one's decision making because this can impair judgment if it is misused and god would never want us to do that that's right catechism 2290 says that the what vert- did you just Okay, you got you yeah. got to pull it up. Yeah, the, okay. No, no yeah, I was I'm, like, I'm not just about to rattle brain. this up. This guy is like 2290. No, he's yeah, he's yeah, 2290. Although I kind of do know this, but <laughs> the virtue of temperance disposes us to avoid every kind of excess, the abuse of food, alcohol, tobacco, or medicine. These and those incur grave guilt who, by drunkenness or love of speed, endanger their own and other safeties on the road, at sea, and in air. Mm. So really, it's it's the avoidance of excess. There's yeah, you know, but th- but that's like driving drunk, right? But there's still like you know the inhibition of your will, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know, and I've done it before. I, I mean, I've, I'm a sinner, and and I've been to the confessional before, and and I, I notice a difference the next day where I'm like, I'm not as equipped as I was the day before mm-hmm. to 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 live a virtuous life to to. To, to hone the virtue that I have, whatever it is, and and act accordingly. Is that like the day after drinking you're saying? No, 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 no. The, the day after, like, you know, getting drunk. <laughs> I remember you and I went to an Indians game, and we had maybe a few too many drinks. Yeah. And then the next morning, we had, we had decided to go to Mass early, and it was like 100 degrees out. And we definitely realized that alcohol and the abuse of alcohol is one of the sins that carries in its own penance. Because we're just dragging through the streets trying to walk to the cathedral, sweating and very, not feeling great, and going to confession. And yeah, it was, it was not a pretty scene. Yeah. You know, I can't help but look at Ephesians. But you know, God's, God's mercy, like, right. I mean, it's, it's like, it abounds. Oh, it does. Like, and, and but it, it should yeah, never we went be to con- We went to confession. And then it should never be used. used. You don't want to use it. you can't take advantage right. or, or the, pres- the Lord's mercy. Or the presumption of presumption forgiveness. Presumption of forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to operate in that space, yeah. but operate in a space that, that can be sobered by Ephesians 5, 18, for example. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or a type of reckless indiscretion. It's right. it's an impairment of judgment because what we're constantly, before God, we judge between goods and what is the greatest good of our activity. Right. And we can fall into impaired judgment that leads us to sins of the flesh and sins of debauchery that will ultimately cause us Cause us a greater division with other people. Greater division. And That's a greater division is. with God. That's what and I was trying to say. That. It's a greater division. Now, St. Like, Paul, though. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, that's what I was trying to say before. I mean, pastorally, you're communicating that to me where it's like, it's a greater division. And I don't like that. No. I don't like that greater division. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, God. Yeah. You know, dude, guys, we got to get off this topic right now. Not alcohol, but 
mean, we got to start talking about the inventions, Ooh. like the contributions, All like right. the goodness Ooh. of this. This is getting like too negative. Right, I'm, so I'm afraid that I'm going to be sharing war stories with two people. Like, right uh, now, and these people listening. I, I love your war stories, Ryan. And well, I've before been actually we actually been a part of a couple of your he, war he stories. Has, no, you know, uh, it wasn't no, a war no, story. No, no, okay, it wasn't know. a war story. All right, this is kind of a skirmish story. Let's put it this way. Yeah, it was fun. So you it was know, fun. The three of us, we were down in Galveston, Texas. We were on a retreat for yeah. Our Lady of Guadalupe for her feast day, which you know uh, we celebrate every year. And uh, we had went to. Uh, a little bar, very, very small bar. Bucks West. Bucks West. <laughs> this is the kind of place. Galveston is not like Miami Beach. No, definitely not. Let's just not. say that yeah, right yeah, now. Let's just put this out. If you've never been to Galveston Beach, don't You're be okay. picturing like Miami. <laughs> I, had okay. great, yeah. I had a great time. It was nice. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was Bucks beautiful. West was good people and good jazz. Yeah. Oh, great people. Yeah. Very yeah. A lot of Justin Bieber. Oh, it's on Justin Bieber. One of our employees, like one of our executives, Thad, he plays uh he plays the jukebox. He plays Shout 30, out to Justin Bieber. 30 Justin Bieber songs yeah, in a row man. and flooded this place I out. Everybody it. left. Thad, Thad's an excellent brewer, by the way. You yeah, know that. That is. is an excellent brewer. Yeah. So anyway, we we go to Bucks West and then you know we get a drive home and we go back to the house that we're staying at for our retreat. And we had a, maybe one or two more beers and then I decided to go to bed, or at least just that was know, early. Though that was that was early. That was early. Everybody else was up. That's right. And then towards the end of the night, these two, Father Rich and Ryan, ended up getting into kayaks in the pool. They were having kayak uh, gladiatorial fights. Yeah, it was kind basically. of like no. joisting. Well, no, I mean, no, we were, like, running you were, into you were each jousting. Yeah. Yeah. No, Time you guys out. were jousting. The chronology of this sucks right now because what we did is we took the kayaks out into the Gulf. No, we did no, the you pool went to, first. You bro. did the pool first. Okay, I think my you were, chronology. You were sucks. merging more in the direction. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. All right. So yeah. So so I re I recall very very. And this well. was a. <laughs> I, I mean, I've of course perfect, you did. This was historically cold there that week. I've got small Ryan, kids. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. No, no, I know, I know. So <laughs> listen, there's a lot of voices in your head, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there. So we started in the pool and we were like ramming each other and trying to knock each other. I remember over. that vividly. And it was super cold because the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. It's in December. It's in December. So it was historically uh, cold there. It was historically Our Lady, cold that day. Our, or that is, night. Our Lady is very excited that we were having joust. Oh. Yeah. We remember there it was so cold joust. that there was um there was moon dogs around the sun, around the moon oh, that yeah, night. Yeah, there was. That's true. So we we left the pool because we had the great idea. Of going out into the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> it wasn't the Gulf of Mexico. No, it, it was the, the Galveston Bay. Okay. You're you're exaggerating. No, we wanted to paddle out into the middle of Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico. What, what is this episode? It was about an inspiration. The Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> well, you two, in historically cold weather, after having a couple drinks and jousting in a pool, decided to take off your shirts and go. That's true. Paddling around. And it was yeah, freezing. It was cold. And me and uh, But I knew it was going to be hot. Like, I mean, like the steam was like coming. Off. It's, like, it's like football. You ever watch oh, these yeah. guys in like Green Bay? Oh, yeah. They, they don't wear long sleeve shirts. Mm -mm. That's going to attach their body. Yeah. It's like, just go. Did you see that steam? Wait. All right. That was I felt nuts. like a gladiator, dude. I don't think I've been in a greater battle in my no, life. No, and I won. They I used, won. Oh, dude, I won. Clearly, you don't even race. remember that we started in the pool. And then wound up in the Gulf of Mexico. It was two years ago. Ryan, I clearly won. You don't remember when I smacked you in the head? The with one of the, you don't remember? Yeah, I do. I think he doesn't remember because you- uh, Smacked him in the smacked head. Smacked him in the head. 
<laughs> All right. So, okay. I apologize for that, Ryan. It's hold only on. love. Father, Ryan, hold up your scotch. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about. Why is mine empty? Well, if it's empty, let it be full yeah, again. Let it be filled. Okay. Let it be what, filled. Wait, say what you were going to say, though. So, scotch is probably one of the, you know, it's a man's drink or a woman's drink. It's something that's very refined. It's something that's really finding a, a reemergence and a, re a real, I mean, even more than ever, a deeper appreciation. <clears throat> but I don't think a lot of people know that uh, we owe scotch, whiskey to, to some monk, to a Catholic monk. Get out of here. That's I right. It. I knew it. Wow. It had to be because this is a Catholic. They show. just spend a lot of time in prayer and God wants that. You know, he wants them to be crafty with what well, they it's, do. Or at metallurgy, agriculture, now scotch. Come on. So the 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 first recorded mention of whiskey, of scotch particularly, is from 1494, where in the documentation for taxation, it says to Brother John Cor, by order of the king to make aquavito, aquavite, eight bowls of malt. From that's from the exchange rolls from 1494. Hmm. Hmm. So this was a line item for purchase by King James the Fourth of Scotland to this particular monk, saying, "I'm going to give you these malt, this this amount of malt in exchange for you to make aquavite." Now aquavite is what they called Scotch water life. The Does water that translate the, the water of life. Yeah, aquavite. Oh, Come yeah. on. That's right. Even I mean, your Latin's You're bad. You're bad at Latin, but jeez. No, I listen. Hey, I, I am very good. I think. <clears> so <throat> now it's. I mean, that may be the Scotch talking right now, but no. I got through that prayer impressively. Okay, guys, listen so to my listeners because I don't have any type of empathy or any type of compassion or love for my brothers right now. If you think I got through that Latin prayer, okay, just give me a little bit of affirmation. That's all I'm looking for. It's objective, bro. Yeah. It's it's a it's a was that Latin? If, if, if we have if, if we have any fraternity priests listen who want to help, oh yeah, God, right? No, you help you shut Rick down. Here. Yeah, I'm shut down. All shut right. down. I know I'm shut so, down. Anyway, so basically, that's this where was, we're coming say, from. Shut your mouth. This was basically a purchase order for eight thousand pounds of malt <laughs> by the king, which would have made about seven hundred ninety gallons of Scotch whiskey. Wow, that's right. So he ordered the <coughs> malt, not the whiskey. The king not ordered the, the whiskey, and by ordering it, gave him the malt to make it. Gotcha. Now so he heard that he was able to turn. See what he heard. Tell us, Ryan. <laughs> he heard that this guy could take the malt and turn and it into the, the water of life. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you know where the word whiskey comes from? Hmm. That's. That's, I'm, I'm intrigued. I have I'm no idea. I'm interested. Well, you already know it's for aqua vitae, which, what does that mean? Water, water, water of life. life. So how that would have been said in, in, in Gaelic would have been uski uh, uh, ba. Oh, oh wow. get out. So you slurred a little bit, uski, whiskey, uski, whiskey. After a couple whiskey. of And whiskeys. basically it evolved from uski ba, or water of life, into whiskey. Into whiskey. Yeah. That's right. Interesting. Good stuff. I like yeah. that. So he's so smart. The this Irish. guy. Oh man. I mean, could you imagine doing a show together? No. Like, without him? No. I mean, it would be random ad infinitum. It would be bad Latin. That was. I just said ad infinitum. That was poor good Latin. Intel. I mean, the whole thing would Perfect just be pronunciation. terrible. That's right. So basically, and and, <laughs> and 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 based off of the order, we know that this was not just whiskey or a strong drink or you know whatever that or a grain alcohol because they were using malt, uh, we would have probably 
thought of it maybe as a blended malt scotch. And that's probably what it was. So Brother John Core, um, there's actually a scotch in Scotland named John Core after his memory, but he's really nice. the father. To John Core. To Brother John Core. Brother John Core. Salud. Salve. All Beautiful. Right. So that's the scotch story. That's it. So I know we got more because we got Dom Perignon. Oh, Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon? Oh, Perignon. Yeah. Was that I Latin? That guy. <laughs> yeah. Dom. He's a Don. I know. I like so, that. So now, <laughs> Don, like Don Perignon. You just want to be called Don. No, I just, I like the word Don. No, Don? It's, it carries yeah. a certain amount of weight. Don. Don. Hey, Don. Can can he talk now? <laughs> no. No. You, you guys, go ahead. What do no. you think about, like, I would love to be called Don Pagano. Donnie. Yeah, because it's like in a. It, it, hey, it's just, Donnie remember, Pagano. Hey, remember that? Hey, remember the other episode? Where oh, it was like, yeah, Don. Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Walker. <laughs> he still hasn't right come now. to the studio. Yeah, no, we're still waiting for those boys. I know. Yeah, on. you better watch I'm out, though. Him. He's, I'm he's, him. he's probably hopping mad. No, yeah. not Donnie. I, I was the one who, no. who threw my threw my coins into the basket right. saying Donnie is got him. It. Yeah, you can beat him. Yeah. And Mark, he's been, I tell you what, Mark, he's been he's sniffing training around. for yeah. a long time, but Donnie's still his older brother. So I'm going to stick right. with the older brother. Yeah. So... Everyone pretty much is probably aware of Don Perignon champagne. Oh yeah, it's oh, it's yeah. it's really it's, it's the most popular it, expensive <laughs> champagne. Yeah. It's it's excellent champagne, and it's you know this one is not necessarily Don Perignon is not made by Catholic clergy like a lot of the drinks that we'll talk about. Um, but Don Perignon really was so it, disappointing. He was a real person. He was a he was real. He was an OSB. He's real. He's real. So he was a French Benedictine monk who really perfected the, the, he made massive contributions to the development of Champagne. Of course. Now, Champagne obviously has to come from the Champagne region of France to be really, you know, really? considered Champagne. Absolutely. Huh. Is it the grapes? No, it's the region. It's so just like Parmesan cheese has to come from Parma. Otherwise it's, yeah. you know, Romano. Non-Palmer. Right. Boring. Right. <laughs> come on. So he actually he he made a lot of um, a lot of advancements in the bottling and and the fermentation of champagne, and famously he it's it's attributed to him that he's the one who got the bubbles into champagne. Yeah. And the quote that was attributed to him, although it's probably apocryphal, is that when he first drank the first batch of what we would now consider champagne, he said, "Come quickly, I'm tasting the stars." Oh wow! Mm. So what a comment. Right. So he invented. So he invented corks. He invented different. Um, but this you know. was this like the the guy. Mm, mm. No, you know I'm, I'm talking about the stars. Men. No, I know I, it, it's evolved from now. But like the way he's presented it is like you know well, this was the stars. S- like you know, come on. It would. I think that's really like the guys never had a beer. But there's no, there's no comparison though. You got to admit. No. There's no comparison to a beer or any beer. So the, it, to was a it, is really it, have you guys seen Yahoo Serious? Is it carbonation? <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is no bubbles in beer until <laughs> Yahoo Serious and Young Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean this is the 1670s, and you know, with the bottling techniques of the time and the you know, and the production of the time, you know, drinks were flat. I mean, they were they were not good. And you know, he really raised the bar on the perfection of the processes that allowed for things like proper fermentation, better uh, presses for the grapes, better. So he was bigger than champagne. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah. you know, he he figured out how to enhance grapes to, 
you know, really manipulate the amount of sugar in a grape. So he really advanced the art of winemaking, in particular champagne. Wow, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah, and that's why, you know, Dom Perignon is named after him in his honor. <clears throat> so it was not named after him as the inventor of champagne. Although he really is. He's the he father is. of champagne. He is, but he's a lot more than that, right? I mean, he's he's like the he doctor it. of fermentation in a lot of ways. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, and it's clear. I mean, when you... Pop- and he was a monk. I mean, guys, a guys this is a Catholic a talk show yeah. here. Benedictine monk. But the fact Amazing. that that is still the bottle of greater... You know, prestige. That's right. That's that's pretty. That's amazing. Yeah. So his name still carries the weight of what he accomplished right. and what he created. Just in a champagne bottle. Just in a which champagne I don't drink, bottle. Which it's kind of short sighting me right now. I mean, I, I I didn't know he contributed this much. Well, your palate hasn't been educated. Oh come on, <laughs> come on. You're still in the lower forms. He's in the scientific ice and natural lights. <laughs> Miss me with that, father. <laughs> He's in the scientific form, <laughs> and I like it. I like Dom Perignon. Oh, what a nice yeah. guy. So an, another one. Beautiful. Um, remember earlier I talked about how Ryan and Ryan uh, went to the baseball game, and maybe I short-sold it a little bit that we had drinks at the stadium. We also went to um, a bar called the Society Room in Cleveland on East 4th afterwards. Oh, yeah. I had Yay. Chartreuse. Chartreuse. I have heard this story. Dude, it's... So we were there, and it's it's basically... It's not something you want to sip, like, glyphitish. There's this bar in Cleveland, and it's basically like a, you know, cocktail, and a highbrow cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan and I went in there, and we decided to... Um, have our own drinks made. And we were like, yeah, yeah throw this in there and this in there. And, and like, him oh. being the guy that knows a lot more than me was like, they have chartreuse. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and he's like, do you understand? Like, this is, you know, this is chartreuse, 129. I'm like, all right. Let's go. I don't care. I'll drink it. Let's just drink it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. And and we had a cocktail. Did right. we have a cocktail? Yeah, the dude, I think dude, the, the, guy, we made the, the guy made. We it. had like smoked Italian cherries and sugar cubes and <laughs> yeah. scotch and it was good. It was, it was good. It's strong. It was good. I mean, much better than a shot of, of chartreuse. Chartreuse. Chartreuse is like it's, it's a liqueur. So how would you describe? So it's a liqueur. It's a like, liqueur. Yeah. So chartreuse and, is a is a French liqueur made by the Carthusian monks. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you ever seen the uh, documentary Into Great Silence? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Those are the same months. Gosh, that's awesome. Really? Those are the same months. You're kidding. Yeah. Wow. Grand The Grand Chartreuse Monastery. Mm. I'm ready to enter into the Great Silence again. Yeah. Mm. So that was a you, beautiful oh, movie. Oh, what a gorgeous movie. If you haven't watched that movie, guys, the it's great worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it, and it really proves the power of solitude in prayer. And, you know, there's so many monasteries around the world and cloistered monasteries where men and women live in silence and they live in perfect union with God in their work and in their prayer. And some of them make liquor. And some of them make liquor. <laughs> and it is delicious. And they bless the rest of it's us so who just good. sit there and blah, 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 blah. But I tell you, the liqueur. Liqueur. That is made in La France. La France. Okay. Talk to me, Ryan. So listen to what they make this stuff out of. So you've seen the movie. It's crazy. You've seen the Grand Chartreuse Monastery. Monastery. It is absolutely beautiful. It's surrounded by the mountains. And it's, you know, like an alpine 
type uh, environment. It snows a lot in the winter. You saw the scene where they're in the snow. In the spring, these monks will go out into these beautiful mounds. It looks like, uh, you know, I don't the know, the sound of music. Are live. And oh. they. And the sound of music. You have a much better voice than me. La, 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 la. Much better voice than me. Yeah. All right, fine. You did no. that. You, I mean, your response was I, okay. I started that. it. You did. You finished it. No, no, no. And no. I understand that I don't have a, a Auditorium in Nostrum. No. Your lab's okay. terrible. Don't, right. yeah, yeah, it's terrible, yeah, just, man. Okay. Continue. So, so, you checked. so these monks go into the hills during the spring, and they gather 130 different kinds of Individual, 130. individual different kinds of wild plants from herbs and flowers that oh, grow in cool. that grow in the mountains around their monastery. 130. 130. By the way. Why do we not have chartreuse here? Right now? Couldn't find it. Dang. Because it, this is LA. There's only like Well, they had it at the booth store by us, didn't they? Oh. Um, you, I, oh. I, I, I was thinking we would pick. The berries and, and, make the <laughs> and actually make the chartreuse. chartreuse right here. Sorry, yeah, there's, no, we there's definitely some, but it's it's very it's, it's high alcohol content. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is like it's it's really strong and, and most it's very of the, herbal. Very herbal. most of the recipes you use expensive it. too. Does you, it put hair on an Italian's chest? No, no, okay, no, no to peel the hair off an Italian's chest. <laughs> no, nothing oh, can do that. Gracious. Nothing can do that. Oh, not even nothing. sandpaper. No. With you Christ, all it. things are possible, right? <laughs> Think about Sal. Yeah, nothing. Deacon no, nothing Sal. Can do it. Not even a weed The whacker. monks get lost in there looking in Deacon Sal's chest here for different herbs and spices. <laughs> okay, stop it. Talk of the stuff you could create out of that chest here. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it's very it's very strong, but uh, most of the drinks and the recipes, it's, it's used as a supplement to the drink. A lot of times, like, um, if you've ever had... Um, uh, never mind on that. It's it's like <laughs> yeah. you, 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 cut, pour, you, cut. you pour it over. You pour it over a sugar cube and then mix it with different you know elements and make you know cocktails out of it. You yeah. tip, it's not typically it's, something it's you drink good. straight. It's very herbal. It's it, uh, you know how gin it, it, like uh, some gins are very herbal. Take that to like five times. So right? is it like I mean it's on like, the edge of being very bitter. It's a liqueur. It's herbal. It's, it's a liqueur. Okay. It's it's so thicker. it's finish. It's finish is more. It's like Ricola liqueur. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not terrific. I love it. You just it needs it needs a little. You need some sweetness and some yeah. things. Yeah. If you go, if you go to the Ricola, and I think of <laughs> Jägermeister. Ricola. I think of I think of Jaeger. Why are you thinking about Jaegermeister with with Ricola? You know, Ricola. Here, you know what? That's yeah, a, I mean, I know, really do. That's really interesting. We weren't going to bring up Jaegermeister, but do you know why the Jaegermeister logo is what it is? No. Do you know what it is? It's a yeah, deer. It's, like, it's a deer yeah. with a cross between its horns. Yeah. Mm. Do you know why? No, I really because don't. Because a deer got hit by a priest in a car. Right in the head. In the head. In the head. Do you know? What, do yeah, you know boom. what Jaegermeister Dead. means? No. Master hunter. Oh, oh, I like that. I Do you like know who the, the patron saint of hunters is? Joan of Arc? St. Hubert. Oh. St. Hubert had his conversion. He was a hunter, and he was about to kill a stag, and he had a vision of Christ on the cross in between the antlers. He was the master hunter, and he had his conversion moment when he saw a vision of Christ on the cross in between the antlers of the stag he was going to kill. That's why the Jägermeister logo is a deer with the antlers with a cross in between with radiance coming out of the cross. So did he kill the deer? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh my! Doesn't God. matter, Rich. 
Well, it matters to me, Ryan. So, so you know, this might be a conversion moment. That's because I may you never shot go hunting. animals before. I may never go hunting with you again. Sometimes they Don't say, say a saint. That. I won't say that. say that. I'm not going to. Sometimes say that. they say it's Saint Eustace, who's also one of the 14 holy helpers and also one of the patron saints who had a similar story. But oh wow! So either Saint Eustace or what Saint Hubert. What a cool Hubert. story! I have no idea. That's right. Yeah. So hey, that was a bonus one. That was a that was a Jägermeister bonus shot. That's right. Yeah, everybody got a shot of Jägermeister right now. How do you like that? <laughs> so I, I think any discussion on on alcohol in the church would really be remiss without talking about the Trappists. Oh yeah. Oh man. Trappist, yeah. Trappist beer. Thank you God for Trappist oh, beer man. And, and the Trappist. Order. Where did that start? Come on, give me the yeah, origins man. of that because I mean, like Trappist you're a beer wealth of information. Is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, Trappist. You know. What, what's, what's, the, what's their charism? It's, you know, the the strict observance of the rule of St. Benedict. And they really, um, I, I would say that, you know, without getting too deep into the history of it, um, over time, the Benedictine order had gotten more varied in its observance of the rule of St. Benedict. And that the Cistercians really wanted to go back to a, the very purest and most basic elements of the aura at labora. Yes. Would that be a fair characterization? Mm-hmm. Prayer and work. That's right. Aura at labora. For all the people that don't know Latin, like Father Rich. <laughs> Which is most of you. <laughs> Except you tradies. He tries, though. Luke you don't. You don't try. One and that makes you lesser Latinists. than Father Rich. Oh, this is true. So actually, I have it right here. <laughs> Doctor, tra- I mean, let me just give a shout out to Dr. Ritter. You know, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I you failed know. your class. I, no, I didn't fail. <laughs> I got through it. I got through it. But it wasn't my strong suit. I got through it with flying seas. He was like, <laughs> hey, hey, you're going you're gonna to be a good priest. Get out of here. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're terrible at Latin. So the, I'm not the <laughs> only one. The Trappist order originated in the Cistercian Monastery of La Trappe, France. One of the most famous. La Trappe. Uh, La Trappe. La Trappe. So the, the Cistercian congregations existed for years. And the abbot of La Trappe felt that the Cistercians were becoming too relaxed. So he, he introduced it. Uh, How dare they? Well, it happens. That's human nature. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, Ryan. And lax. And You're lax. in a very lax position right now. For those of you who are not watching and you're just listening, Ryan is just like leaning yeah, he's back in back. his chair. He's kicked back. He's, he has his eyes closed. Yeah, he's of the he's in the strict observance of chill. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this habit butt hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I, for everyone listening, I'm sorry. You know that we that, all apologize. We, might, we right. might cut that out. I apologize. No, we're gonna leave it. I yeah, apologize for leave my the lack the of boot. Latin skills, but we also apologize on behalf for of Ryan's B-Ryan aching yeah, behind because nobody has an aching butt but me. No, and and <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't even know From what I was going to say there. Ryan Padre to the Cistercians. To the Cistercians. <laughs> yes, all that's right. right. So one of the things where the the Abbot of La Trappe said is that to get back to the strict strict observance. We have to follow the fundamental tenet that a monastery really needs to be self-supporting. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in the Trappist today, that is something that is really observed, that they are self-supporting. They don't need anything. Right. Oh, man, they make everything. Some From, of them call us about uh, yeah, they cas- make They make uh, caskets. They make cheese, yeah. bread, beer, all good kinds stuff. of things. Coffee. They take very good care in what they make. There's... If, if anyone's out there looking for gifts, maybe for the holidays, 
uh, or if they're just looking for quality trappist.com call, for quality for quality items Not seriously that a website like go that. out and look for trappist items they are always just of the most excellent quality yeah. top of the line and you're supporting yeah. the trappist um you know order yeah. so it's if very you're important. looking for a casket that's right. Right there. I mean, yeah. honestly. I told you know, my no, wife when joking, I die, I want to be buried in the Trappist <laughs> and casket. And I feel the same way. Joking aside, I've seen those caskets and the way that they're made. And that's the way that I want to be buried. That's right. I really want to be buried in a Not Trappist. Not one of those big bulbies. No. Like, I don't know. It's, it looks like a bowling ball on I the know. top. I know. I'm just like, dude, what? This is dignity, man. Like, so, I don't know. So I would love to have amongst hands create a casket for me in prayer and with the mentality and and the prayer mm, surrounding yeah. the reality yeah. of death are you gonna Amen, have a, man. are you gonna have somebody that's Amen, gonna like dude. make like marble like, yeah. i don't care hey, about all that hey hey we could make this cheaper if we just you know go to the 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 pliable you know yeah, like i don't want any of plastic that deliberation. wood type thing yeah. and then we're gonna make a casket and give we're gonna make me, some money on yeah, it yeah give me a simple box made in prayer wood 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 Wood. How much wood? Wood. But a Trappist. <laughs> we won't go there. But a Trappist. Mo- wood. Wood. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck. All right. So let's get back on topic. So, you know, the Trappist really to support themselves in, in, in the spirit of being self-sufficient, um, a lot of them would, you know, create goods. Right. And they would also produce uh, things for themselves. Right. And in, in those times, water supplies really were not reliable sources of hydration. They had bacteria. There was no sanitation. You couldn't drink water, typically because you would get sick from the bacteria. How Very did true. somebody not drink water? You would have... They, they really didn't. There was mostly juices and fermented drinks. It's true. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even... Water so- vis-a-vis fruity drinks and things. Exactly. I mean, I, my time in Haiti in different different regions... We drank a lot more soda, juices, because water wasn't readily available yeah. to us. That was, mm. you Look, know, prepared. In, in the Bible, St. Paul even tells Timothy, he said, stop drinking only water because you say, Timothy, St. Timothy had stomach problems probably caused by the bacteria in the water. And he said, stop drinking only water, but have a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Mm. And that was in the first letter of Timothy. Wow. So I anyway. did not know that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, basically the Cistercians... Uh, they would start brewing beer for themselves because they were self-sufficient and you needed to have beer, number one, as a source of nourishment. Uh, during Lent, there's a lot of religious orders that would use only beer because there's so there's so much nourishment in beer. They would make what's called, you know, a weak or a single beer um, that they, the grain would give them enough carbohydrates and, and you, know, you know, nourishment to keep them going during their fast. And they would do a beer-only 40-day fast. Wow, that's, that's your type crazy. of fast. That's true. No, you shut up, man. What? No, I'm just saying that would be a really cool. I curse you. <laughs> I curse you. You're so mean, right? I just cursed you. Well, I love you, man. I, I will read. I will respond. I'm sorry. To I make up with you right now. I love you too, man. Now you know what's you know what's interesting is I look at the practices of Catholicism over the years as it relates to alcohol. But I've got to say, Ryan Shield. You know, there, there's an attitude against alcohol in different pockets in criticism of, you know, Catholics imbibing. How would you respond to someone that criticizes the use of alcohol 
in the context of, of how we how we use it currently and how religious orders created, et cetera. I would say that I, I think I think it's beautiful. I think it's art. You know, I, I mean I really do. I mean, these guys are prayer. They're involved in prayer every day. You know, I mean, it's not like they're coming out of like craziness, hysteria, like the cultural ills of society. They're tucked away and they're ingrained in in prayer, you know? And I, I mean, I don't I don't think that God like wants us to like just drink all the time because of that. I just think it's it's something to be upheld, you know, as like beautiful. As an activity. You know, it's, it's a yeah, as an activity. Well, like, you know, the Cistercians or the, the monks, I mean, this really was a matter of survival. And this was a matter of self-sufficiency that they would drink beer and they would brew their own beer to live, to take the grain and to make the grain last longer and to be able to, number one, have nourishment and number two, actually have liquid to drink because the water was not, you know, reliable. Wow. Now, some of these, you know, almost every monastery would brew their own beer, but some of them got really good and the Trappists really got good. And the ones who got really good would eventually start selling their beer to the local markets as a source of substance and income to, you know, be self-sufficient. And now it's global worldwide. That's right. Worldwide. Wide. 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 <laughs> you know, there's West Mall and Chimay. Rofort. Chimay's one of my favorites. Chimay's yeah. good. Westervalen. Yeah, St. Bernardus. That's not Bernardus. That is a triple style beer brewed in the tradition of Trappist. That's what we're drinking here. But uh, this is not a Trappist beer. Yeah. This is a Belgian it's, style triple. It's a takeoff. That's right. It's brewed in the tradition. You know takeoffs. You're from New York. People be no, no. no I'm talking like about that. the takeoffs on the street. Oh, man. knockoff. Yeah, knockoff, takeoff, take whatever, yeah. man. Arthur Avenue. Yeah. No, that's where the best sausage oh, no, is. That's good sausage. Sausage cheese. Hey, if you ever if you ever want good sausage and cheese, go to Arthur Avenue. Oh, dude. Some of the best foods on Arthur. It's Avenue. right by Fordham University. So can you guys get so Vin delicious. Mariani there? Vin Mariani? Yeah. We haven't called out a star. Oh no, but oh, so, who's do you know what, our star right now? So do you know what Vin Mariani is? No. It was a cocaine-infused wine that the popes used to drink. What? Oh, no. Leo the Thirteenth. Are you extending our podcast this, right this now? Because this dude, is like shots fired. Loaded. Against- <laughs> what? Leo this is loaded, dude. Right. So Leo the Thirteenth. Uh, I'm ready to hit the heresy button right now. <laughs> no. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. He loved this wine so much, he appeared in an advertisement in specifically gave a Wait, papal endorsement for a consumer product. The I only think, time ever happened. I think no everybody way. right now listening is thinking, how is cocaine a thing in like the like the church of old ages? Like, come on, man. Like, what wasn't that is, Columbia that? like in the 1980s, man? This is like, no, this is 1890s. Cocaine man, was come around. On, man. Cocaine was around. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> So in 1863, a French chemist named Angelo Mariani, he got really interested in, in cocaine and coca leaves and their medicinal effect. So he started um, looking at a way to, you know, make them economically viable and their use. And he basically created a mixture of Bordeaux wine and coca leaves. It was called Vin Mariani. The po- cocaine light. Right. So the alcohol of the wine acted as a, as a solvent and extracted the cocaine from the coca leaves. And the drink contained, according to reports, up to 7.2 milligrams of cocaine per ounce. That's wow. a lot. That's a lot of coke. 
Dude, that's like, that'll Cocaine. give you a heart attack. Fly no. me to the moon. <laughs> I want to wake up with Cocaine's you a hell of a drug. Huh? Cocaine's a hell you of a drug. A <laughs> no, man, that's like, no, that's a lot that, per ounce. That's man. really bad. Will you stop singing? Hey, man, I can't help it. So anyway, so he loved it so much, he actually gave an endorsement and appeared, appeared on the posters for Vin Mariani. Jeez. Now, now here's a really God. interesting historical God. connection, right? Have mercy. Do you know what Vin Mariani inspired? What? <laughs> a competitor by a man named John Pembroke. Pemberton. <laughs> and do you know who John Pemberton is? Who's that? He's, no, we're not that smart. He invented Coca-Cola. Oh. Coca-Cola was designed as a competitor to the Pope's cocaine wine. Dang it. Is this, is this yeah. for real? Is this folklore? That's it. No, this is real This is real deal, stuff. Brian. You don't even know. I don't know. You don't here, even know. I just man. learned it. Check it out right I here. I did know Coca-Cola. His Holiness, Pope Leo Thirteenth awards a gold medal to the recognitions of the benefits received from Vin Mariani. Oh my gosh. We got to put that up on our website I know. so we, we can see it. Uh, we need to get that like, poster for our know. office. They think we're just like talking about and stuff. We're not making this stuff no, up. No, this is not making this stuff. This guy knows this stuff. It's in his brain. He's seen his brain. Brilliant. Yeah. No, it's not brilliant. It's just I'm ready to hit the brilliant button on Ryan Shield. I think you're overreacting. Yeah, right? maybe next maybe yeah. next season. Another yeah. Next so, season. Padre, do you know Another the time. do you know the requirements? Is this the Inquisition? Yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna use this as the Inquisition. Oh Lord have mercy. What are the requirements for the wine that is used for the consecration? Oh, Wine. The Lord's. I mean, we're talking about alcohol I know here. Right. Memory, dude. No, aye, dude, aye. no, dude. Here, dude. Just answer the question, dude. Dude, dude. To me, dude, dude. Ryan, are you going to be my lifeline? You were in the seminary for like a month or two, weren't you? I'm Bamush. You're the Bamush. <laughs> I'm Bamush right now. I'm Babushka. You are your. I need a <laughs> lifeline. Is there anyone out there can help me? Dun, 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 dun. No, we've recorded Dude, I this. think no. <laughs> I think. Can any of our producers help me? I I Google 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 Google. No, you're you're uh, no, you're dude. A, I really my time. head is on the block right now, and you have cornered me. That's right. And this is the first time, and this is our last episode of this first, batch. Yeah, of this batch. Cheers. And I'm. Off with his head, dude. I I think you got me on this one, man. All right. I mean, I know I remember studying it. I just can't recall it off the top of my dome. All right. So you failed the Inquisition. I did fail That's the Inquisition. Right. And that was the second time yes. in eight episodes that you failed. I, I got to give you credit. Fail, hey, the, that makes me an excellent Inquisitor. True. I mean, I'm like Torquemada levels here. No, yeah, you took me out. That's this right. last This last yeah. one. That was very yeah. impressive. Yeah, right to the Iron Maiden. No. But, <laughs> but I got to give you credit. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. You answered the Siamese twin. Okay, I mean, you 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 went above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. you should be happy. All right, so here cameras here, focus on that guy. So here's the code. Here's what it says in the code of canon law, uh, canon nine twenty four uh, three. The wine must be natural from the fruit of the vine and not spoiled. Mm -hmm. That's so all it, it says. can't be it. Mad Dog twenty twenty. I could remember that, but there's can't more to it. Mad dog. There can be no additives, so you can't add sulfites. It has to be the fruit of the vine. So a lot of fruit or a lot of wines uses um, additional fruits like plums or apples yeah. or whatever to add sweetness to the wine. Uh -huh. It can only be wine. It can't add any sulfites. 
Um, the fermentation process has to be completely natural. So those are the requirements as far as I know. Of wow. Them. So you can't just go and, take and, a bottle of wine off the shelf and make it, uh, you know. And it can't, it can't be non-alcoholic. Absolutely. It has to have yeah. alcohol. And Grape it, juice. Yeah. No and, good. And, no, but but there is, a, there is a, a version called mustum. Mustum. And that's the, right. That can be used validly in pastoral circumstances. For people who can't. Yeah. Who have you know what issues with alcohol? With alcohol. Yeah. yeah, but because yeah. mustum contains all of those elements besides the alcoholic content, content, but it still contains alcohol, but not in a level that would be affected. It's, to it's maybe almost an like the the quote unquote gluten free host. They're low gluten, but they have gluten. But they have gluten because you can't get yeah, rid of that element have, to right. make it a valid yeah to va by the a valid way, species. Yeah. By the way, this is the alcohol like podcast. We went to Mike Hess Brewery in San Diego. Yeah. Gluten-free people out there, if there's somebody listening. And maybe you haven't had a beer in a long time. Oh, John Heinen. Yeah, yeah. A guy, guy that works, works with us. Great yeah. guy, brilliant guy. He had not had a beer in a long time. Because he's gluten and very, very, like, very, not like, very not bad. Like, like, I don't want gluten. Poor John. He's like, I can't have gluten. Yeah. He does the I don't want to, like, you yeah. know, die from this stuff. Such right? a great guy. You met him? Oh, Hell of course. Yeah. I met him oh, many times. Oh, yeah, of course. He did. So what did you do uh, with John? Oh, so. We went to yeah, Mike Hess. So we went to Mike Hess. This is my favorite brewery. No, it's a and great it's, spot. It, it is my favorite brewery in San Diego. I go there every summer. Spend time with my family, friends, you know, everything. And and we're sitting there and we're drinking beer. And it's like, you know, John's got the old, you know, you can't drink, you know. And and he comes up. He's like, no, 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 I'm gluten-free. And they're like, well, all of our beers are gluten-free. And I was like, what? <laughs> and not just gluten-free, you know, or gluten-reduced. I mean, to the point where the additives they use absolutely destroy gluten to destroy. our guy who's been in the hospital for gluten sensitivity. And it's good beer. It's awesome. It wow. is very good beer. It's not like, you know, you you buy, uh, uh, you don't know this, but like, no, I, I know this because I buy gluten-free beer or he buys gluten-free beer. He brings it over to my house and he drinks it. And occasionally I'm out of beer, you know, <laughs> slumming. <laughs> like I'm always out of beer, right? And, and I'm like... Oh, this is terrible. Like, yeah. I can't oh, yeah. even drink it. Yeah. I can't even drink it. It's bad. Mm -hmm. this it's like gluten-free pizza. You ever this this brewery is, like, amazing. Excellent. So that's a nice it's endorsement. It's amazing. And I, I, I'm, I'm talking to Heist Top Shelf. Man, that's great. This episode Mike of the Catholic Talk Mike Show Mike is not brewery. Check it out. This you episode. need to pay me for doing this for you. San Diego. <laughs> that's right. So I, I think that's it. that's going to wrap up the episode. And there's one thing that I wanted to say um, is a, a quote from the patron saint of Brewer, St. Uh, Arnolf of Metz, who, by the way, is one of the ancestors of the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, um, Russell Wilson. Wait, wait, hold on. No, no, I'm so not getting into that. that again. St. Arnolf of Metz is the patron saint of Brewers, and he's one of the ancestors of Russell Wilson. How do you Wilson? know that? Wait, how, how do you, do you know? Because I, I drink and I know things. That's what I do. No, no. Our listeners are going to get you a shirt. That. I'm going to put the link in this, in the podcast and in the comments that right. shows that Russell Wilson is related and descended from the patron saint of Brewers, St. Arnolf of Metz. So we need a star? Russell Wilson. You're the guy, man. Russell Wilson. If you're listening, <laughs> he's shout the out, one. dude. He's the we one. We had nobody. We had nobody. Now <laughs> you're the one. 
Russell Wilson, you coming on the show, man. Come on the show and tell Hollywood. them. Great, 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 great grandpappy, patron saint of beers. I want to hear the explanation of this lineage. I can't wait for the I'll next tell you guys, season, dude. I'll tell you this after the next. Uh, I can't wait for the next season. <laughs> so he said, Russell Wilson's great, grand, great, 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 grandpappy. How many greats? Grampy or grandpappy? Grandpappy. I don't know. I don't know what he like called him. Pappy. Yeah, it's like a lot back. Let's call Paul. No, no, but anyway. Paul, Paul. So, all right, boys. Pappy. From man's sweat and God's love, beer came into the world. Amen. 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 Wait, what do we do with the the, the quarterback from the uh oh, right. so we're gonna see him next season? Oh, okay. That's right. We decided that we're not doing that. We're not doing that right now. Okay, I'm gonna right put now. the link in the article. I'm gonna next put the season. link below. All right, let's do check it again. out the link. All right, do the cheers thing, and he's coming. Salute, cheers, guys! Until right. next year. Not till uh, next year. It'll be next week. What are you guys doing? I know, I know. Oh, you guys are the worst. All right, hey, all right. So hey, make sure you go to thecatholictalkshow.com. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can see us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Blue uh, Bloods. <laughs> catch us on Blue Bloods. You can catch us on all the places that you'd catch a person. Let me just give a shot. Donnie Wahlberg, listen, if you could walk me into any episode of Blue Bloods, I will be forever in your I'll debt. walk on the street. I don't care. Dude, I got your back, bro. <laughs> if Marky, if Mark is going to you, you want that kind of role? No, I mean, like, whatever. You want to, you want to, you want to defend? Whatever. Him? You're going to go on to Father Rich's IMDB Donnie account. Wilbur, it's going to say, Father, you're, you're warring right now. No, I'm just trying you don't to know say. if you want to get on there. I just want to be on the Passively, show. It's my favorite show. Or my favorite show. Here's what, here's what we can do. I'm going to reach out to Russell. I think we need to bring Russell. these mics back and just talk all night. <laughs> I'm going to bring back. <laughs> I'm going to bring, I'm going to call Russell Wilson. Okay. I'm going to have him call Tom Selleck. And I'm going to have him say that you want to go on to Blue Bloods. Yes. Playing his great, great, great grandfather, St. Arnoff of Metz. It's oh, going to perfect. bring this whole conversation to oh, a nice, neat, Arnoff tidy close. That's a, that's I'm a there, normal man. name. No, I love it. That's yeah. right. It's a good idea. Yeah. Niederlander. <laughs> All right, so that's another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. That that was it. That was that, that's the end of the that's season. The end of the season. <laughs> it's not the end of the season. What are you guys that's doing? Week. No, that's the end of the session. All right, listen. Well, I mean, that's the end yeah, of the, that's right. It's not a season. It's a not session. A season. What's we'll wrong with you guys? Session, I'll be back. No, we'll be back. I'll like be in back. like, dude, in like six days, they're going to be listening to us. Okay. It's not the end of the All season. Right, so. Ah, oh, bro. I'm Why did you confused. break it down like that? Because that's the way it'd be. Just People stop. don't think it'd be like just it is, but we it do. don't know everything like you do. Okay? Why do you know everything about the podcast? Don't hit me because I like science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's another episode, not a season, but another okay. episode, one in which we explored alcohol and the Catholic faith. Explored alcohol. That sounds very... Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, dude, you explored almost a whole bottle of scotch. I, I didn't explore it. I drank by some. yourself, Ryan. Why would I explore alcohol? Perfect moderation. Like the exploration is over, bro. Ryan. You've been exploring for years. <laughs> perfect abstinence is easier than perfect moderation, says oh Saint gosh. Augustine. All right. All right. So follow us, and we'll see you next time. That's right. All right. Nostravia. Nostravia. Salute. Salute.